Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Xander's Facts. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the latest edition of the Xander's Facts podcast. We are rolling with episode 86 of the podcast here on Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. It is, of course, another major podcast, a very sad podcast, because this week is our last week talking about the World Cup, which is very sad for me and maybe some of you, but I know a lot of you, it might not be, because we've been talking about the World Cup for a month. Just got to get through this podcast. It is our last podcast talking about the World Cup, because the final, the finale of the World Cup 2022 is this Sunday. Argentina is taking on France. <laughs> Big game alert! It'll be a good one, and I am going to discuss it, preview it, with our Zaders Facts soccer analyst, Emma Adams, who is joining the podcast once again to preview the final and the third place match. You can't forget about that. That's happening this Saturday. And recap everything that's happened so far in the World Cup, including the greatest team in the history of soccer ever. You all know who I'm talking about. We're going to get to that, though, in just a second. But before we do, I just wanted to remind you all that if you like the Zaders Facts podcast, if you think you're going to like the facts on this week's edition of the podcast, remember to follow this podcast. Download this episode, episode 86, rate and review the podcast. Then go on all your socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Zaders Facts, that is Zander with a Z. And most importantly, remember to tell your friends. Spread facts! Xander's Facts Podcast. Tell all your friends about the podcast, about Xander's Weekend Facts, which is our weekly newsletter that comes out every Sunday morning. Check it out, sign up, link is in the episode's description. Check out the Xander's Facts link tree. It's got all the Xander's Facts links that you need, including for Xander'sFacts.com, which has the Xander's Facts shop. Because if you need some last-minute shopping for the holidays, Xander'sFacts.com has got you covered with all the fact-filled styles. Because that's how it rolls. Swag, ZanersFacts.com. Check it out. So, without further ado, let's get straight into this because we've got some spoilers coming up. I've got a pick for who's going to win the World Cup final. Tell me, tell me! Which you are going to want to listen to because if you've got money on the line, of course, I mean, you've got to listen to Xander. Or if you don't, just pride, whatever. Or if you just want to know Xander's pick to find out who's going to win. Because, obviously, it's going to happen. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Our 2022 World Cup final podcast. We are recapping the World Cup and previewing this Sunday's final with our Xander's Facts soccer analyst, Emma Adams, as the Xander's Facts podcast continues. Xander's Facts. All right, welcome back to episode 86 of the Xander's Facts podcast. We are, of course, talking about World Cup. It's the last time we are talking about World Cup for the next four years, which we've been talking about it for the last month, so I know everybody is relieved that that is happening. But it's very sad because the final is this Sunday, Argentina and France. And we are going to be talking about it here on the podcast with our Xander's Facts soccer analyst. She is back. Emma Adams. Emma, how are you doing? I am so good. Thank you for having me back. Very excited about the World Cup final, even though her team... Well, we'll we'll talk about Mm, it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right, so 
we're going to, first off, we're going to break down the final. We're going to preview and we're going to predict who's going to win. And obviously, Sanders facts, it's who's going to win, so you probably should be listening. And we're also going to recap, because the last few weeks of this podcast, which have only been about the World Cup, aren't enough. Ugh. We are going to recap the entire tournament for you, which we are going to start right now. How Argentina and France got to the final. Well, let's go all the way back to when it first began. Qatar and Ecuador in the opening match of the group stage. We're not going to talk about that. We can talk about Qatar, though. Group A is where we can start. Netherlands kind of ran through the group with seven points, as we expected. And Qatar got zero points. They did score a goal, though. They did. How about that? Which is big. I did not think they were going to get zero points. I thought they were going to do okay, because, you know, I watched them in the Gold Cup. In the Gold Cup, you know, one of the biggest competitions ever. That's not true. So, and they they only lost to the USB team 1-0. But, uh, no, not against uh, Senegal or Ecuador's A-teams. Even with Senegal, this came out after we recorded our preview podcast for the World Cup. Sadio Mane didn't play. Yeah, Senegal would have done a little better but i don't think it would have been that different well they still got six points yeah they advanced out of the group and ecuador did not and ecuador looked like the better team i think for that group but so group b is the group we're probably going to talk about a lot which we already have england u.s iran wales that's how it went somehow england i think because uh they didn't well seven points should have been six no, it should have been nine. I'm sorry. You watched the England-US game, yes? Yeah, but like it should have been nine because like we should have beaten you guys, theoretically, but we didn't deserve to win. You watched the game? Yes. Who's the better team? No one. Yep. <laughs> well, because of the draw, but... <laughs> but you, like the US, the US were the better team. The US just sucked on paper, at finishing. On paper, England. England should have won. On paper? Yeah. Why? Because they have Declan Royce. I didn't hear his name called once in the entire game. They totally shut him down. Yeah, they played bad. But we still made it out of the group stage. Oh, they played bad because the U.S. were amazing. So did the U.S. We're on to 16. I'm like like you guys. We're going to talk about that. Iran, though, got three points from their win over Wales because Wales totally crashed in the final, like, ten minutes. And their goalkeeper decided to get a red card, and then that was it for them. And Wales got a point, their only point, of course, coming from the U.S. draw. But it doesn't matter, because the U.S. advanced and Wales did not. Sorry, Gareth Bale. Group C, though, Group C was very dramatic on the final day, because Argentina had six points, that was easy, but Poland and Mexico had four, and at one point, because of the results, because of the matches on the final day are simultaneous, so they play at the same time, Poland and Mexico were tied on, like, every tiebreaker. Except for fair play. Yellow cards. Yellow cards. That was crazy. Yellow cards. And I think because Poland had less yellow cards, it ended up not that not being the tiebreaker. But they still had four points and Poland still advanced. Imagine playing your heart out and it like comes down to who committed the least fouls. Like that's crazy. FIFA rewards fair play. You gotta be you gotta be careful. And Mexico got four points, which is more points than I thought they would get. Because woof. It's kind of their goalkeeper. Ochoa. Every four years, Ochoa. He comes to play. He comes. <laughs> no other time except for this. 
kind of like some other players. And then Saudi Arabia have three. Those three points came from the win over Argentina. Whoa. In the first match for them. I mean, we were talking, remember we were talking about, well, not on this podcast, but people were like, what is wrong with Argentina? Oh my gosh, Messi, are they going to get knocked out of the group stage? And then they're here. So. That was crazy. Group D, though, has the other team in the final. France, who got six points. And Australia, who also got six. I told you about my Socceroos, MMs. I know, I like them. And they beat Tunisia and Denmark to get there. Didn't They didn't have to beat France. Tunisia got four points, actually. And Denmark, ooh, Denmark were like the team everyone was rooting for because of Christian Eriksen, but they only got yeah. one. That was mm, a little rough. And then Group E, Group E might have, well, maybe it was Group F, but Group E was a very big surprise. First off, Japan got six, they won the group. Spain, four. That was like my favorite group to watch that day, the last game day, because oh, everyone yeah. could have gone through. It was so interesting. There was a point in time where Japan and Costa Rica were yeah, advancing out of the Germany group. Got dropped. But Spain ended up getting through. Germany, though, somebody's uh, World Cup final prediction. You dummy! Well, King Kai struggled, and, uh, you know. And then Costa Rica got three points. So Costa Rica lost to Spain, what was it, 7-0? And then they beat Japan. I don't know what was going on with that group. It was insane. But Costa Rica, you know. Japan and Spain get through. That was crazy. Group F, though. Group F, I think, might have been pretty shocking, except for what we find out later in the knockouts. Morocco won it with seven. Morocco. Croatia with five came in second. Belgium is out with four, and Canada... Let's talk... Well, okay, first of all, Canada, severely underrepresented. Like, they were so good. Canada was so good. And I became a Canada fan watching them. I was like, wow, I really want you guys to win. Like, Davies, so good. I was was like, wow, these guys are so good. And they played games that they deserve to win. The Belgium game. They Belgium deserve to win the Belgium game. So I, I would be really proud if I was, like, Canadian, but... They did get zero points. They didn't get zero points. Well, here's the thing. They played really well in the first game, which was Belgium, and then they were going to play Croatia, and then John Herman, their manager, went out and said, he told the guys we're going to F Croatia, and Croatia didn't like that very much. And then Canada scored their first ever World Cup goal, Alfonso Davies did, in, like, the first minute against Croatia, and then they get blown out, like, 4-1. Like, then it was over. It was sad. I but, told you about Canada, though. Yeah, like, I told you, CONCACAF qualifying, they finished on top. Yeah. They were rolling. Second of all, let's talk about Kevin De Bruyne's conference mm. during the World Cup. That is so bold. Bold? It's terrible. Yeah, but, like, why would you say that during the World Cup? It's, uh, is that the one where he said, we're too old, we can't win? Yeah. Like, what happened to team mentality? What happened to training? Like, was all your work for nothing? What happened to being respectful to your teammates? Because I think, like, all of them hate each other now at Belgium. Yeah, because he said that during, he said it during the group stage, right? And but Yeah, they couldn't, they didn't get and out then of the they, group. And then they tanked after that, because, like, they obviously, and then they got eliminated, so. And we were talking about, that was, you know, this is the end of their golden generation. They got to do something now. And that's the end. Lukaku it's couldn't the save end, them. The end of so many golden generations. But the beginning of some others. 
<laughs> like Canada. True, true. It is, yeah. Yeah. Group G, Brazil, first, of course. Switzerland, with six, finished second. Cameroon, and then Serbia. Not much there. And then Group H, oh boy. Portugal, who have a certain player who plays for them. Who got benched. He got benched for Manchester United and then for Portugal. They really said no one wants you here. Like, I saw a survey and it was like 60 or 70% of Portuguese fans want them want Ronaldo to be benched. Because they played better with him on the bench, even though they lost like, them. Yeah, Whatever. Ronaldo got benched and then his replacement scored a hat-trick. I was like... Have fun in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And then South Korea got four... So they finished second. South Korea looked pretty good, actually, in the group stage. Mm-hmm. And then Uruguay, who someone also picked to go to the final, did not. Let me tell y'all, I had Germany-Uruguay final. Jeez Louise, that's terrible. Too bad. And then Ghana. Ghana beat somebody, actually. They got three points. Oh, they, they played. I remember when Ghana played Portugal and then did Ronaldo's celebration. Muchas gracias, afición. Este es para vosotros. All right, so there are your eight groups and the teams that are getting out of the group. So, back when we did the preview podcast, we picked the two teams that we thought we were going to get out of the group. So, I went back and I looked at how many correct knockout team predictions both of us got. So, I, Xander himself, the great fact filled genius, Got 11 out of 16 correct. Emma Adams also got 11 out of 16. She is shocked. Wow. How about that? Pretty good. Pretty good being on par with a fact-filled genius. All right, so now we can move to the knockouts, and now we can get into more, like, team-specific stuff, because I know Emma Adams wants to talk about her team. But round of 16, Argentina-Australia, 2-1. Argentina moves on. Japan-Croatia. Croatia, once again. Croatia, listen, if you get a penalties against Croatia, give up. You're not going to win. (laughs) You have to beat them in regular time. You have to beat them in 90 minutes, because if not, you're screwed. They will always beat you. Croatia beat Japan. Brazil rolled through South Korea. France beat Poland 3-1. Morocco beat Spain on penalties. We can, of course, talk about Morocco later, because they keep going. And we'll talk about Spain's downfall. I mean, their penalties were awful. And then Portugal beat Switzerland 6-1. Obviously, Ronaldo was not playing in that game. And then the other two, England 3, Senegal 0. So England gets 7 points in their group. I guess English fans were feeling okay about that. They won the group. They expected to win the group. But then you go out and you beat up Senegal. And a lot of people were saying Senegal was probably the harder opponent than Netherlands for a Group B team. And y'all smashed them, I bet Emma Adams was feeling pretty good after that one, I bet. Yes. And it was was just an all-around fun game to watch, honestly. An all-around fun game? It was 3-0. Yeah, but we had total control. So, and then the last round of 16 game, which was actually the first, so that was exciting. Netherlands 3, USA 1. It was, uh... Let's just say it was a good thing I was not live-streaming that game. My reactions, that was, uh... That was rough because in the first few minutes, Christian Pulisic like gets the ball. He has no like in the middle of the box and he thinks he's offside. He's like, whoa, but he wasn't offside. He was onside. And then he uh, it was a bad shot. 
and then it went all downhill from there. Netherlands three goals. Haji Wright got a uh, very intentional back flick though on his uh, foot to go into the goal and make it two one at that point, and then the ones were like, "No, you're done." That was a little sad. What did you think about the USA in this tournament, Adams? Definitely still building. You know, it's hard. I think their defense needs some work. I don't, and they can't score goals. They actually they need to learn how to finish. So yeah, yeah. Until then. They're not contenders. Then there's four years. The thing is, I thought the defense was actually okay. I mean, we held England to zero goals, by the way. No one else did that. Yeah, but we're hit or miss. (laughs) Well, okay. The midfield, by the way, was boss. MMA. Musa, McKinney, Adams. Three of the greatest players I think I've ever seen. Tyler Adams. By the way, I'm going to plug this again. Have you seen Tyler Adams' press conference when he did with the Iranian journalist? Yeah, I did. That was really good. He is an amazing human being on the field and off the field. Mm, I like him. A great captain. And all these players, except for Tim Ream, who's 35 in the defense, are like going to be at their primes in 2024. Or 2026. He's 24. I think he's going to be out of his prime by 2025. 28? Yeah. What are you talking about? How old is Messi? 35. Messi, who has five goals in the World Cup? Pulisic is not Messi. Uh, you don't know. He will never be Messi. Okay, well, 28. How old are all the England? The England players are going to be like the same age in 2026, and you're, what are you going to say, they're out of their primes then? No, I just think Pulisic is in his prime right now. Yeah. The other players around him are younger. Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, Gia Reyna. We can talk about the Gia Reyna thing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tim Weah, we need a striker. All those other players are younger than Pulisic. Yeah, which is good. Fox Soccer on Instagram had a graphic, and it was the ages for the U.S. men's national team in the 2026 World Cup. Get ready! In 2026, Christian Pulisic will be 27. So will Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney. Gia Reyna, 23. Eunice Musa, 23. Serginho Dest, 25. Serginho Dest, who was really good at right back. Tim Weah, 26. Brendan Erickson, 25. Jedi Robinson, 28. Cameron Carter-Vickers, 28. Like, all these players are going to be, like, late... I'm sorry, late 20s is not out of your prime. Maybe for a running back, but this is soccer. (laughs) Like I wrote on Xander's Weekend Facts, the matches may be over, but the momentum is not. Seamless bug. I was very proud of our men's national team. By the way, for qualifying, which a lot, some people were like, I don't know if they can qualify. They did because they beat Iran. They they scored against Iran. Pulisic paid the price. When he scored, and then Greg Berhalter perks the bus for the next 45 minutes, which were probably the most agonizing of my life, especially when that ball went through Matt Turner's legs, was about to go into the goal before Walker Zimmerman cleared it. Oh my gosh. Matt Turner, by the way, keeper, who discovered soccer in like high school and is now the Arsenal backup keeper and the U.S. men's national team keeper, and it was pretty good. Is the coach going to stay? Oh, Burhalter. Well, the Burhalter thing, not, not many uh, people want him to, and I don't think he's going to, especially after what happened the last few days. Because Greg Burhalter, I thought, did pretty well in the World Cup. He just had a bunch of substitution issues, and we were all wondering, what's, why is he not playing Giorena? And now we know why he wasn't playing Giorena. Well, and he also didn't start Aronson some games, too. 
Yeah, he should have. Well, first off, our strikers were Jesus Ferreira, Haji Wright, and Josh Sargent. Josh Sargent actually played well, but then he got injured, so he couldn't play against mm. Netherlands. So then it's like, why don't you do a false nine with Wea and then put Aronson or Reyna on the right? And he didn't do that. He put in Jesus Ferreira, who was a liability. So that was an issue. But the thing with Giarena, we found out, is now there's conflicting things because Greg Berhalter said something in a leadership conference, didn't mention Giarena's name, but talked about a difficult situation with a player. And everybody was like, okay, that's Giarena. Yeah. And Giarena then comes out with his own Instagram post, which I probably wouldn't have done, but he did it really nicely, which is kind of conflicting. But it's, you know, about Giarena being told before the World Cup that he wasn't going to get much time, which, like, why would you... He's one of your best players. He's only 20 years old, but he's one of your best players. Like, why would you say that, Gregor Holter? But Giarena not handling it well, and, you know, him being frustrated about that. And obviously, I think if you've watched Giarena before with Dortmund and the men's national team, you know that he has a bit of an ego. He is the son of Claudia Arena, who is uh, one of the best players for the U.S., he uh, he gets frustrated with his teammates a lot, like, and he's only twenty years old, so he he has a bit of an ego. It's just the thing is, he's twenty years old. He can definitely fix it, you know. He's still developing mentally. So yeah, long story short, I don't think Greg Berhalter will be the manager. Yeah, I just think he handled that situation. You should never call one of your players out like that. Like everyone says, what stays in the lock, like what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. Yeah, and the thing, he said it at a leadership summit, whatever, and apparently the quotes were supposed to be off the record, but they were published by somebody. Like, we are a week or two after you get knocked out of the World Cup. Why are you talking about this now? <laughs> yeah. Unless you unless you know you're not going to be manager. So. But who would they hire instead? And don't say Pep, because that's not going to happen. By the way, listen. There's reasons why. All right, I don't think it's going to be Pep because Spain he just is signed Pep to be their manager. I think or something. Because he, well, I don't think he's going to do that because he just signed a long-term contract at Man City, or he just signed a contract at Man City. So I don't think he's going to leave. I don't think he's going to leave Man City before he wins Champions League. But the reasons people have been talking about Pep is because ten, eight, ten years ago, Sunil Gulati, who was president of the U.S. Men's National Team, was having meetings with Pep Guardiola about having the about being the manager for 2026. Now, obviously, he's not the president anymore. That was 10 years ago. So that's, you know, way in the back. But that's what people talk about. But I will offer you a trade, and I'm sad about this. Ooh! Greg Berhalter or Gareth Southgate? No. No. You don't want Greg. You want 3G's Greg. I don't love Gareth, but he does have a good record with the England team compared to other England managers, so... So you will you are willing to take back the the text message you sent me during the UEFA Nations League where you said when are we going to fire Kira Southgate? No, because I don't like that he doesn't play Trent, and I think his substitutions have been poor, especially in the France game. He didn't utilize the subs, and he brought on very late subs. So, well, why didn't Phil Foden play against the U.S.? Well, first of all, he brought on Jack Grealish with like three minutes left. I was like, <laughs> what is he supposed to do? What's he going to do? Nothing. What does England look like? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Well, I'll take Gareth, I mean, over Greg. But uh, the thing is, we're probably going to hire like an MLS manager again. Greg Berhalter was the manager of Columbus Crew. Mm. And we're probably going to hire Jim, 
Jim Curtin, actually, at Philadelphia wouldn't be a bad hire. He would be good. Um, and then a lot of the other names, there's <laughs> the Reaches, the Belgian manager, the Spain manager, Carlo Ancelotti, Jurgen Klopp. I will take Jurgen. He's won everything. He doesn't need to stay at Liverpool. But he does. Listen, I would love that man so much if he came to the United States. By the way, like, it's an attractive job because you're looking at me like, whoa. But literally, we host the World Cup in 2026. Hosts, as I've said on this podcast and on Xander's Weekend Facts, hosts, besides Qatar, tend to have a pretty good track record at World Cups. Also, Copa America is coming to this country in 2024. When are, which games are we going to in Adams, by the way? Um, anyone's near us. USA. Oh, we should go see Canada play. Canada. They will be in it, actually. Canada, Mexico, and the US. And you have a... Maybe it's a golden generation. Maybe it's just the academies in the U.S. have gotten a lot better because they've been invested in a lot. MLS, thank you very much. But you have a probably the most talented group of soccer players ever in the history of this country who are going to be reaching their prime in 2026. How is that not a... And when you're, when you're the host, anything could happen. You could, you could get zero points. Zero points. They got five in this World Cup. No, Qatar was a host and got zero points. Because Qatar sucks. When you are both in soccer and in a country. On the money! But when you are a host, you get a favorable draw. Like, Qatar Group A was the worst group because Qatar was in it. When you're the host, you get a favorable group. So I don't see why it wouldn't be a competitive job. But it doesn't matter because we're going to hire... It's you, Mexico, and Canada are all hosts. Yeah, but they're hosting 10 games. We're hosting 60. Still, how are they're also how are all three teams going to get a favorable draw? I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. But there's going to be 48 teams, so I don't know how anything's going to work. They're talking about three team groups. What? It would be terrible. Oh, I forgot the biggest one. Jesse Marsh. Oh. I don't think he'll I first off, I think if he was even offered, I don't think he'd do it because I think he wants to stay at Leeds. 2030 would be good for Jesse Marsh. Yeah. By the way, Josh Wolf at Austin's done really well. There's a bunch of names, but we'll see. I don't, who knows? They hired Greg Berhalter, and not a lot of people were happy about that Greg Berhalter hire in 2018. So I don't know. We'll see. But uh, there's other teams in the World Cup that we can talk about as well, including when we get to the quarterfinals Argentina and Netherlands. Argentina won. 4-3 on penalties. Remember, Argentina was winning that game 2-0 in like the 80th Let minute. Let me tell you, the Netherlands, Netherlands were robbed. Really? I was praying. For, I was like, I needed the Netherlands to win because there was nothing better. I, whatever, the Argentina player that kicked the ball into the Netherlands bench needed to be sent off. He needed to go home. And when Verge body-checked that man to the ground, I said, as you should. Virgil. Oh, I remember that scuffle. Because that other man was so rude. Well, okay. Virgil Van Dyke. By the way, in the U.S.-Netherlands game, Virgil Van Dyke and everyone else is like 20 feet tall. And the U.S. are not 20 feet tall. And on every set piece, in every corner, they just, Pulisic just keeps whipping it into the box. It's like, what are you doing? Every time. Virgil Van Dyke's like bong 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 every they single did, they time. They need to learn. Did they not? Did they not study? Did they not do their homework? Apparently, they have a set piece coach. 
And it's like, what are you, huh? This catch needs to be fired immediately. Yeah. That man should be arrested immediately. Croatia and Brazil happened, I believe, the, on the same day, though, and that also went to penalties. That was one of the best quarterfinal days ever, I believe. Yeah. One of the best days of World Cup action ever. Both of those matches went to penalties, and Croatia... Talk about, talk about Spain throwing their penalties. Brazil just bombed their penalties. I mean, talk about cocky. They had Neymar going last. In his last World Cup, they said, yes, I'm going to put Neymar last, even though there's a chance he may not even get to take a penalty at his last World Cup if I put him in fifth place. But you know what? No, because we're going to make all four of the ones before him, and he's going to take it and win it all. Like, you're playing Croatia! Croatia is a team that's like um so slept on. Like they literally got to the last World Cup's final, and then coming into this World Cup, no one talked about them. Like no one even thought of them as a contender. And then all of a sudden, they well, were. Well, you in- didn't either, but need some ice for that sick burn. Yeah, but like all of a sudden, they were in the quarter finals, and then they were like, "Oh, I actually won." Then they're in the semifinals. Like no one thought anything of it. It was the same thing in 2018, too. Yeah, I mean, but they were the shock. It happened once, it'll happen again. Almost, it almost happened again. And then the next day of quarterfinals, England and France. Oh, you want to talk about this game? France 2, England 1. It was such a good game. Like, honestly, England played really, really, really well. That was the game. Well, England, I thought, were the better team. Yes. Uh, that was the game where I kind of started thinking that. The refs might be paid by uh, somebody. No, like, not just I, in this game, in all the games, because there's been some rough officiating in this they World They had Cup. to be... I, I swear, like, they're doing some illegal betting. Because, I mean, some of the calls were just insane. The fact... No, have you seen, like, Jude Bellingham's reaction when it was, like, an obvious denial of a goal-scoring opportunity when you're the last man back, so it should have been a red card? And Jude had to talk to the ref to give him a yellow. And then Jude was like... England had two penalties in this match. Um, And the second one went to VAR. And the ref went to... He didn't call it. We're talking about this officiating, and England still got two penalties in this match. And he went to VAR because he didn't call it. And everybody's like, that's a penalty. Even I said, I was not rooting for England, by the way, in that game. But I was like, uh, that's a penalty. He body checked him. Or we went shoulder to shoulder with him. And the ref has to go to VAR. And he's standing there for a while. And he's thinking like, how can I say this is not a penalty? And he has to come out. And I think it's supposed to be like a red card or something there. Something happens. And then he has to be talked to give a yellow card. I mean... Also, I want I want your take on this. Would you have sent Harry Kane to take the second penalty? Yes. Yes. Why? Because he made the first. Has yeah. Harry Kane ever? Have you seen him miss another penalty? I mean, no, he normally doesn't miss. But two is a lot of pressure, especially on the goalkeeper. That's your club's goalkeeper. That's the thing, too, because well, that he did it for the first, so that makes me think he can do it for the second. And the first is where he moved. Like, he went up and yeah. he moved the ball, which, yeah, I don't know. I would have. I probably would have. But who, are you gonna, who else are you going to put on? 
I, I almost would have given it to Henderson just because he's reliable. Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. No. Hey, Harry Maguire had a good World Cup. What are you talking about? He had about? a great World Cup. Horrible person. Um, <laughs> I did not know he was the uh, the person you told me he was last yeah. time. So, um, Who else do I think could have taken it? Honestly, if Rashford was on, I, I would have given it to him. Or actually, no, because he already got a lot of hate. A lot in the Euros. Um, You're talking about the Golden Boot winner in 2018, too. I know. I I probably would have kept him on, because I <laughs> did not think he was going to sky that. Oh no, my gosh! I don't get. I don't. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of nerves, but it was just frustrating. England was the better team, and like it was ours to take. You know, like we could have had that game. I guess, but France got two lucky goals. Uh-huh. Lucky. I mean, they were pretty good. But yeah, that's that was England to the quarterfinals. What'd you think? So, semifinals last time, Euros losing penalties in the final. Now the quarterfinals for 2022 World Cup. And those are all what Gareth Southgate has managed. So what? I mean, what's going to happen with Gareth? I mean, I think we're showing people we're contenders. And like, a lot of England is young, too. So like, we it's like a, the u.s like they're really yeah. young too we have a future but it is a little bit of bad management from southgate on the players he chose and subs and that's why you need greg ggg all right well first off like in england usually the managers get ridiculed gareth hasn't really in the english media i think he's kind of trained them to be nice I don't but know. The, I, I just read an article from The Sun saying... The Sun. All right. Well, enough. Yeah, Gareth, Gareth is a great man, but an awful football manager. <laughs> man, that was rough. Well, I mean, yeah. The, the, well, so, all right. If Gareth goes... And by the way, like, the thing with Greg Berhalter is normally you... The trend is usually that Managers in their second go-round or their second World Cup usually don't do as well. But I thought in the quarterfinals, like, six of the eight managers were in their second go-round. So I don't know about that. But with Gareth Southgate, this is the second go-round. So is he going to go for a third go-round? And if not, who would replace him? It definitely has to be someone else who's English. Because, like, an English team has an English manager. That's just how it goes. So but, it's not Thomas Tuchel. Oh my gosh. People were mentioning Thomas Tuchel for the U.S. job. I was like, do you want Christian Pulisic to quit the national team? Yeah, he literally would. I mean, I saw a list the other day, yeah, of like what future managers would Which be. Which English manager would it be? Who could it be? Graham Potter just went to Chelsea. Eddie Howe at Newcastle, maybe. Frank Lampard. Wayne Rooney. No, players like Frank Lampard or Stevie G. Stevie G. Stevie G just got fired from Aston Villa. Yeah, but it's Villa. Like it's sometimes it's not the coolest thing. It's just like if it, you don't work with the team. Like if you, like I guess, well, not just you, but I think if it has to be an English manager because that's probably what they're going to want. I'm just not sure. Like when Gareth Southgate was picked, and what was it, 2016 or whatever? Was he like a clear cut favorite? Or I don't think so. Here are the names they they have, just a list. So, 
Pochettino, Tuchel, Brendan Rodgers, Eddie Howe, Graham Potter, Stephen Gerrard, Steve Cooper, Frank Lampard, Arsene Wenger, Wayne Rooney. Well, just put Sir Alex Ferguson in that list. I mean, seriously. Southgate's not going to get fired if he's going to leave, if anything. Yeah. Oh, Graham Potter, yeah. I know, but Graham, like, would he really leave Chelsea after three months? Maybe for the England job. Maybe if he really, really wants it. But... Yeah, I would kind of, I mean, it's a big job, so. I don't think so. But, you know, the U.S. job. I mean, probably a better one. So, first off, I think the U.S. has to pick their manager first, and then England gets the scraps. Mm-hmm. That's how England works. have won one World Cup that was 1966. That was in England. Don't think that 2026 is going to be in England. 60 years after. Wow, it's been been 56 years since england were any good how many years has it been since the u.s won? uh-oh well they haven't won but they did exactly. finish third in 1930 our greatest uh, achievement as a nation hmm. don't even know if england were in that world cup so all right but then the last quarterfinal was morocco and portugal and cristiano pen aldo actually played in this game in the second half uh, but Morocco had already scored, and it did not, uh, no, Portugal. I think Portugal's manager has been mentioned for the U.S. too. I don't know. It's been every manager. But Morocco won, Portugal nil was the final. And afterwards, we see Cristiano Ronaldo crying tears of sadness down to the tunnel, everyone feeling so sorry for him. Seriously? Not. Ronaldo, what happened? He crying in his car. Ronaldo. He's crying with all that Saudi money now. I am glad they didn't win. Morocco, to get to the semifinals, Morocco got to the semifinals because they beat Portugal, and they're the first African team ever to make the semifinals. But to, you know, really to get to the semifinals, you have to have a good team, which they do. You have to be, you have to have a bond with your teammates. You have to be cohesive, and they are. And you have to have a good manager, and their manager's only been there three months. But they seem well-managed. And you have to have a little bit of luck. And playing Portugal in the quarterfinals was a little bit of luck. Like, let's be honest. With everything Portugal had going on, you know? I mean, if Morocco plays, you know, England or France, I don't think so. But not to take away from anything they did, but, you know, it was Portugal. Yeah. So then to the semifinals, which happened Tuesday and Wednesday, which is the reason. This podcast is coming out on Thursday, by the way. Argentina 3, Croatia 0. That was sad. Yeah, but Croatia, a country with a population of 4 million people, the size of the state of Oklahoma, Croatia is. And, by the way, they've only been a country since 1991, since the breakup of Yugoslavia, and they were looking to go to their second straight World Cup final. Like, that's insane. A fun fact, I was in Croatia the last World Cup when they beat England and then were moved on to the finals. Oh, so you were like sad, but then you saw the celebrations and you were like... Yeah, it was, I mean, really happy. I wanted them to... I've also also been to Morocco, so I have Ah. a bit of love for each team. Police! But then the other team, they were trying to get to their second straight World Cup final. Didn't happen because they faced Messi. And Argentina, who 
looked dominant from start to finish in that game, and it showed. Sometimes when you're dominant in a soccer game, it doesn't really show on the scoreline, but it did here. 3-0 for Argentina. So it's time to wonder. We'll wonder in a second when we talk about the final. But is it finally? Is this the time for Messi? But Argentina become the fifth team to reach the final after losing their first game in the tournament. And only one team out of those four who did it before have won the final in that situation. That was in 2010, Spain. Cool facts, bro. I feel like they had a better team in the past, personally. But they definitely gambled with starting all their young players, and it's paid off. And then the other semifinal, which was much more exciting, France 2 Morocco nil, the first African nation to reach the World Cup semifinals. They were looking to become the first non-European or South American nation to reach the World Cup final. Bold move there. That did not happen, though, Emma Adams. They are so good. They they really are contenders, and I think I mean Morocco had more possession. They their second goal, I would say, was or France's second goal was quite unlucky. For Morocco, but and it was disappointing. But I do think the playoff for third will be a really good game, and Morocco has a really good chance. So I thought, watching that, I was in the grocery store, and then I got out of the grocery store in like the fifth minute, and I looked at my phone. I was like, "Oh, France has already scored." But watching that game, I thought Morocco were the better team, and absolutely, France went on the counter that one time when Morocco were just pressing them, and they score. Yeah. So, fun fact, there have only been two teams in the year of 2022 that have beaten Morocco in the game of soccer. Do you know who those two nations are? The USA. 3-0 USA beat them. How about that? And then they fired their manager. That, that was back when Hakim Ziyech wasn't even on the team because he was out with a new, the manager. So then they get hired the new manager. I would say France hasn't even played hot take. France hasn't even played that well during this tournament it's just their way to finish games like they don't have to play 90 minutes well all they have to do is score two goals and and they're through like they don't they haven't been playing well but they're putting in the results they're getting the results yeah and well they have poland in the quarter in the round of 16 who might be the worst team to ever get to the round of 16. But of course, they were in the group with Mexico, and Mexico also would have been bad. They beat England on two goals when they're counterattacking, when England's really dominating, I think. And they did the same with Morocco. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing is, they can do that. So, you know, they don't really need to have possession. I mean, they have players like Giroud, Mbappe. I mean, they're, they're a very completed team. You look at every single one of their players, and you're like, he's good, he's good, he's good. It just... And even their bench is good. Like, you normally don't get players like that. And that's without Benzema, too. Without Benzema, Conte, Kimpembe, and Pogba. That's crazy. That's four guys. Well, at least three guys who probably yeah. would be starting. Well, rumor, rumor has it, apparently they can get Benzema to play for the final. Okay. Yeah, hey, I guess he could if he was never replaced. So if they have 25 guys there, then yeah, I guess he could. I don't he, know he's the I, Balloon Door winner, so I mean, they would want him. But I don't think I would do that. You can't just, like, when you've been playing with these certain players for an amount of time, and then you just throw someone in and build their team around it, like, you you have a lot of, you could make a lot of gaps, you know? Like, they've been playing, I think he, Giroud's his replacement, right? 
Yeah, and Giroud now has now passed Henri for the most goals ever for France. So yeah, so you take Giroud out, it's going to be a different game that France is playing. Yeah, and France face Argentina. But fun fact about France: Theo Hernandez's goal in the fifth minute was the quickest goal in a World Cup semifinal since Brazil's second-minute goal over France in 1958. It's a fact. Wow. And it was the first time that Morocco had trailed the entire tournament. In World Cup matches, when they concede first, they are 0-8-1. Eight losses, one draw. Mm. So now we have two games left in this World Cup MMs. Two games left to play. The final and everyone's favorite, the third-place game. So let's start with the third-place game, which is Croatia against Morocco. Croatia finished third in their first World Cup in 1998. Morocco are looking to become the first African nation. Well, by the way, they've become the first African nation to reach the semifinals in the history of the World Cup. They could make more history on Saturday by becoming third place, first ever African nation. So, Emma Adams, Croatia, Morocco. Well, like we talked about earlier, if it if it goes to penalties, Morocco's screwed. It's Croatia's game to lose. Morocco beat. Uh, Spain on penalties there, so hmm, might be interesting. I I'm gonna have to say with with the momentum and form they've been in that Morocco's gonna win really? probably like two one. I pick Croatia two one. Watching Luka Modric, he might be the most underrated player of this generation. I agree, hundred percent. Like, why is he not in? Okay, he's not Messi or Ronaldo, but like, why is he not but up there? He should be talked about like them. Like, this is his world last world cup too like he's at that age and no one has really mentioned him like they're like oh portugal went out it's ronaldo's last world cup but like no one talked about they talked about neymar messi ronaldo oh if they get out it's their last world cup like modric is like debatably up there with them like and he's not getting the attention he deserves but he did win the ballon d'or right a couple years ago yeah yeah like but croatia were super fun to watch they are, yeah. you know, super small. Oklahoma, basically. If Oklahoma was its own country and had a good soccer team. But I did pick Croatia to win, but we'll see. I don't know. I think Morocco definitely will have something to play for, but it's also going to be Luka Modric's last World Cup game. So I think Croatia are also going to have something to play for. Because in the third place game, sometimes, you know, you really don't have something to play for. But I think both teams do in this. Yeah. So I think I'll take Croatia. And that game is Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. All right, but now the big one. The final, which takes place on Sunday. It is Argentina and France. Really like a classic World Cup final between two nations who have been dominant at this game for a long time. Argentina and France. It is the final World Cup match for Lionel Messi. As he says, well, 2026. One of the greats to ever kick a soccer ball, by the way. Potentially the last time he wears the blue and white for Argentina, too. This could be it. And it's his fifth and final try to claim the top of the sport. Is it destiny? It might have been destiny in 2014. Didn't happen. Is it destiny this time? Because not since the days of another great in this game we talk about, Diego Maradona, have Argentina reached the mountaintop. 1978-1986, which were the last... World Cups, or the only two World Cups 
that Argentina have won. And this is actually fun fact for you, Adams. Lionel Messi will make his 26th appearance in a World Cup match on Sunday, which will break the record for most ever by a male player in a World Cup. That was a fact. Mm-hmm. I've also got another fact for you. 1986, the last time Argentina won the World Cup. The 1986 final between Argentina and West Germany at the Estadio Azteca in Mexico, that had an attendance of 114,600 people. That's a lot of numbers. It does not hold that many people anymore. So, I don't know. Is it destiny for Argentina? This is it. This is Lionel Messi for, what has it been, almost two decades. People have been, oh my gosh, Messi, the greatest to ever live. Well, he needs to win a World Cup, and this is his only chance. It's going to be a good game. I kind of want France to win, personally. Well, the last time a nation went back-to-back at the World Cup, 1958-1962, Brazil. And the last time a defending champion got out of the group was Brazil in 2006. Mm. So, like, they'd be making a... They already made history by doing that. But, I mean, back-to-back... Only Italy in 1934-1938, and that was not a good version of Italy back in the day. Terrible. This is very hard to do. So they've already broken tradition this tournament, and they could, they could be destined to do it again. Destiny for both teams, potentially. Would it be something to have Argentina win it after losing their first game? Yes. I don't know. France and Argentina are quite equal, honestly. Sorry, but on ESPN today, Wednesday, Taylor Twellman, you know him, said Mbappe versus Messi is the equivalent of if Michael Jordan played LeBron James. <laughs> I said, I don't think so. But uh, Maybe one was like 10 and the other was like 30. I don't. Uh, is, is, is Mbappe LeBron and is uh, Messi MJ? What happened to Pele and Maradona? Uh, yeah. And I'm... Ronaldo, but uh. So, with France, Mbappe has five goals for France. So does Messi. They are equal on the Golden Boot race. So this match could also be the one that decides who wins the Golden Boot. Messi and Mbappe. Olivier Giroud has four, and including passing Thierry Henry for most goals for France in this tournament for France. For Argentina... Julian Alvarez has four. And Argentina are looking for their third World Cup title. So are France. Whoa. And Argentina have been to five prior World Cups. This is their sixth. They lost in the first World Cup final, 1930, to Uruguay, 1990 to West Germany, and in 2014 to Germany. A a unified Germany. Only Germany and Brazil. Germany's been to eight. Brazil's been to seven have been to more World Cup finals than Argentina. And France, they have been to three prior World Cup finals. The only one they've lost was 2006 to Italia. We didn't make this World Cup. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. When these two teams squared off in the round of 16 four years ago, France, obviously they won 4-3. Mbappe scored two goals in that match on the way to the title. This time around... It's the third-ranked team in the world, Argentina, facing the fourth-ranked team in the world, France, according to FIFA rankings. FIFA rankings. Wait, who's do. one and two? Brazil is one, Belgium is two, and Belgium's I have some. Belgium's going to drop to, like, ten. 
I have some facts for you on this. Here comes a fact! Uh, Top-ranked Brazil were obviously knocked out in the quarterfinals. In the history of the FIFA rankings, this is only since 1992, but that's 30 years. No team has won the World Cup when they were ranked number one in the FIFA rankings. Good to know. But three times has a number two team won. The number three team has won once, that was Brazil in 94, USA, and the number four team has never won. And the lowest ranked team to win was in 1998, France, at number 18, which is about where Morocco is, I think. So if France win, they will become the first ever team who was ranked number four in the FIFA rankings to win the World Cup. If Argentina win, they will be the second team who's ranked number three to do so. Also, because no, I got all these facts for you, ever since the 1982 final, since 1982, both Bayern Munich and Inter Milan have had at least one player in the final, in every final since 1982. Oh, goodness. Bayern actually has four players from France, including uh, Kingsley Coman and Lucas Hernandez, and Inter has Lotaro Martinez for Argentina. Too many facts. So how about that? There's your little fact lowdown. That's crazy. Everybody's been waiting, M. Adams. It is time for our predictions for this World Cup. Argentina and France. This match takes place Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern on Fox and Telemundo in the U.S. if you're watching. And Adams, who's going to win? France. What's the score going to be? 2-1. Mm. Extra time or 90 minutes? 90 minutes because if it goes to extra time, it's going to penalties. So I said Argentina 3-2 in extra time. The truth lies here. Messi will score in extra time. It, this would be historic either way. It's always historic at a World Cup final. But really, it, this final seems big time. Unlike maybe some other ones. Yeah, I mean, it's more... It, there's definitely, like, rights to play for. I feel like there's no underdog. Yeah. I think because a lot of people think France should be favored. I think the betting odds are on Argentina, though. So the World Cup final has only gone to extra time seven times, including three times consecutively in this century, 2006, 2010, 2014, and 2006 it went to penalties. Could you imagine a World Cup final ending on penalties? That would be so fun. That was like the Euros final. All right. Well, there you go. So now we're done with our World Cup coverage on Xander's Facts. Thanks, goodness, that's over. Everybody's saying thank goodness, because that's the only thing we've talked about on this podcast for the last month Month. but that's it after sunday it's over sad well don't be sad Adams, because december 26th literally eight days after the world cup is over on boxing day the premier league is back i know i'm excited all right quick pick who's gonna win the premier league this year arsenal i watched the all or nothing with arsenal and i really like mikel arteta Yunus yeah, Musa he... might go back to Arsenal. He was in their academy when he was a youngin. Spitting the truth. All right, M. Adams. So, World Cup is almost done. I'm actually excited, though, for the Premier League. Like, I actually can't wait. Day oh, after I'm... Christmas, I'm going to be sitting down, watching some Boxing Day. Man City and Leeds. I didn't how much I liked the World Cup. I didn't realize how much I liked the national team. So, there you have it. World Cup talk. Now you know who's going to win. It's going to be Argentina. Well. Well, yes, they are. On Sunday. Make sure to watch. And then the Premier League and all the club soccer returns at the end of the month because the grind don't stop. 
Nope. Emma Adams, our Zaner's Facts soccer analyst. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'll be back next time. Xander's Facts. Thanks once again, Emma Adams, for coming on the podcast. And that is basically all we got for episode 86 of the Xander's Facts podcast. Thank you all for listening. And remember that if you liked all the facts that we had on this week's edition, because of course there were a ton, Argentina, remember to follow this podcast, download this episode, episode 86, rate and review the podcast, then go on all your socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Zader's Facts is on there, at Zader's Facts, that's Zader with a Z, and most importantly, remember to tell your friends, spread the facts, Zader's Facts podcast, tell all your friends about the podcast, about Zader's Weekend Facts, about Zader's Facts on YouTube, because this episode is going to be available on YouTube, go check it out, and the Zader's Facts link tree, which has all the Zader's Facts links that you need, including for ZadersFacts.com and the Zader's Facts shop. Spread all the facts. Zader's Facts. That's it for episode 86. Episode 87 is coming out next week. We're going to be talking about some other stuff, not soccer. Yay! How about that? Other stuff coming up on episode 87 of the Zader's Facts podcast next week. On Wednesday, we are back to Wednesday podcast next week. Remember to tune in. But that is it. That is a wrap on episode 86 of the Zader's Facts podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see y'all with episode 87 next week. Z-A-N-D-E-R-S-F-A-C-T-S dot com.